Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Tyler, Wrecker of Days. How you feeling? Sounding a little bit better. I hear it's uh, it's important for me to say I've never felt better. Never better, Justin. <laughs> never better. Man, that's impressive. You're just always never better. Yeah. Uh, 226. Sixth Forever Exiled. Thanks for hanging out and listening, everybody. Patrons, we love your faces. Thank you so much for your support. Big shout out to Ayler for joining up this past week and everybody else who resubbed up. We love your faces. Thank you so much. Patreon gets you access to After Dark. It's our podcast after the podcast. And it's just more us. So thanks. Hey, who, who, wants, who wants anything other than that? I can't what? think of anything anyone else would want for their birthday nope. except for more us. You'd Unless, be never of course, better. You'd want Exactly. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, we were coming out of a cake. Ooh, coming out of a cake. What was that? What was that, that movie? movie? Yeah, like a 80s or 90s movie. Yeah, he's on a ship. Yeah, I feel like it's Steven Seagal. Yeah, I think it was Sharon Stone. Happy birthday, Mr. President. She comes out at the wrong time. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> we could pull it off. For it's sure. a patron perk, people. It'll be a patron perk. <laughs> That's right. Coming up. Yep. We'll do that after we give away the car we promised in episode one. Yep. It's coming one day. We actually did try. But more on that later. <laughs> we did, actually. We did. More yeah. on that later. Um, I want to shout Justin out because I've had horrible voice stuff for, um, well, a bit. <laughs> what is this? Like week five, yeah, I think, maybe of crappy voice. <laughs> Here you yeah, go. just get that one. And even this episode, the more I talk, the more I'll cough. But he's been very kind. It's, it hasn't been like any eye rolling or like being frustrated with all the editing work I've been giving him with all the coughing and I think I catch most snorting of and stuff. Hopefully I catch oh, you most do. Of you do. You do. And you do a fantastic job, but you've had an awesome attitude throughout it all. And I've been giving you more work. So thank you. I appreciate it's it. It's fun, Ty. It's fun. Um, how's your week? My week? Uh, good. Everyone except for me has been healthy and I've been getting better. I'm just caught in this never ending circle cold. of post surgery yeah. vulnerability. Um, but I, like, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. My body's still, I don't know what it is. Like, I still feel like I'm post-op, like the next day, like my oh, body's tired. exhausted. Oh. Or like, you know, like when you have a fever and yeah, you're sick and you just, you're just really run down. Like just the idea of getting up to get a drink feels like, like, no, you know what? I'd rather die on the couch. I have that kind of energy level, that really low. So, but I don't feel sick. Hmm. It's just like, like, I know I sound sick, but it's just. That's just where my throat's at. Like, I don't feel sick. I'm not anything. It's just uh, the, my, I cough because my throat's sore and my throat's sore because I cough. It's, there's no, like, I can't feel an illness. But anyway, I feel the energy levels like I have a crazy illness. Mm. So um, the house is a little bit more messy than I want it to be. And, you know, the chores have been piling up. But uh, I see the ENT next week. My official, hopefully oh, okay, last. The actual one, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the ENT that did the surgery mm -hmm. on my face. So, uh, hopefully that goes smooth. So it's my last one and I can stop the dumb nasal rinses. Cool. And, uh, yeah. And then hopefully my voice comes back to normal and my coughing stops just in time for the spring illnesses to come from school. Mm, right? right. Spring break comes by, people go overseas or do their trips, come back. And then the whole school gets sick again, just after spring break. So I got to get healthy so I can get sick again for that. Yeah. Just a little period of health. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, anyway, so how about you? What, what have you been this week? Uh, my week was... Oh, actually, yeah. one other cool thing happened this week. You know how we're concerned about leaking and stuff in our house? Yeah. And we were having a leak through the frame of the front door because right. the exterior of the door wasn't made properly. The previous owners, do-it-yourselfers, set it up as an indoor door, not an outdoor door, so the water wasn't pooling away properly. And we were able to deal with that with like short-term stuff relatively often and quickly, but it got to be too much. The frame would soak through with all the atmospheric rivers that are now normal for our area, as opposed to once every hundred years. Um, it was just leaking too much. So we had the whole frame and door and everything, the whole entryway replaced. Right. That was done this so week? That happened this oh, okay, week. Cool. Yeah, it just happened the last two days. And um, luckily I liked the contractor, but the per his his door people that he has... I would never use them again. <laughs> like if we need, no, honestly, we need our garage door stuff fixed. So in a hundred years, when we can afford to get our garage replaced, I'm going to ask that I, I pray that they don't do that same company doesn't do garage doors that he uses someone else for that. Mm. Cause they've been there. Wasn't great. They were, no, mm. it wasn't. So anyway, that's done and it's nice. And now it's just this little thing of 
Does my wife get to choose the co door color or do I? I'm going to go with her. I Yes, it will be, but my color is way better. <laughs> what would your color be? Obviously, it would be Some like the bright. hottest pink. <laughs> oh, you betcha it would be pink. All right. I think Aaron should pick. <laughs> she will. She'll pick it to be the same color that it was. A boring blue that's so boring people think it's gray. <laughs> what are you drinking? The tea or something? Coffee? It's very... Um, nope, it's a bourbon. It looks bourbon-ish. <laughs> it is. I bought last night at like, I don't know, I was like, oh, we'll get into it, but I was watching the GGG interviews. I'm like, screw it. Like, screw Netflix, screw Crave, screw everything. Like, I really got to finish all these crazy interviews that everybody's doing with like with GGG and, and Jonathan and whoever he has with them. And I'm like, I'm falling way too behind. So this week I watched like no TV. All I did was catch up on nine hours of interviews. And I only had a couple more hours to go last night and I finished them all. I'm all up to date. We'll talk about that later. But I'm like, you finished all of them. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what it was, but I had an itch for some chips and the only chips that are pe the only store that's guaranteed to have the chips that I can eat, like, you know, unhealthy chips, but chips that I can have Ariba chips with no milk, very little sugar made from corn, not potato. Uh, they're sold at the liquor store. You can buy them um, and save on as yeah. well. <laughs> well, yeah, but save ons for rich people. I don't have that kind of money. So you go to the liquor and store. So <laughs> I do. Yeah, I save fifty cents by going really? to the liquor store. They're four ninety nine instead of four fifty instead of five fifty four. Uh, so you know, I'm thrifty. So anyway, I go down and I'm like, Aaron, I'm going to the liquor store to buy some chips. She's like, Yeah, right. And I'm like, I am. What do you want me to top up on? Is there anything you want? And so she's like, You know, gives me her order. Yeah. And then for some reason, I'm like. There's a $35 thing, dollar thing of bourbon here and everything else is way more expensive. It probably sucks. Which one was it? 35 bucks. Uh, wild turkey. Oh, wild turkey's all right. It's fine. Yeah. It's really weak. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm drinking iced tea with a little bit of a slap. I've used it for mixes, I mean, like for the odd like yeah, mix. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's weak. It doesn't have a punch. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, screw it. Let's see what it tastes like for 35 bucks. Because the other stuff that Aaron likes <laughs> called Maker's Mark, that's around $10 more. Yep. So I'm like, screw it. And then when I went upstairs to get my water, because when we were starting recording, I'm like, I forgot my water. And I see you there on the counter and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Screw it. <laughs> Whatever, man. Who cares? That's Didn't awesome. even look at the clock because I think that stuff's stupid. So anyway, I don't drink, but I'm drinking. Yeah, good for you. Okay. So Justin, uh, how was your week? My week was good. It was, it was good. It was busy. I played a little bit of Path of Exile. I also played um, a game called Enshrouded. It was a early uh, access it's game. It's begun. The second you start playing other games, your league is done. Well, you know what's it funny? Happens. I came back and played Path of Exile this week after playing Enshrouded. And I think Enshrouded oh, okay. is actually incredible. It's a very, very well-made early access game. It's a it's like a survival style RPG type game. Um, very open world, like huge, huge world. And it's only an early access. I think it's only got like a third of the world released or something. But very good it was actually a really cool game obviously there's some things that need to be worked out but i had a lot of fun playing it i just needed something different i was getting a little bit tired of like the rolling of maps and the you know figuring stuff out for playing the build and i just need a break so i played in shrouded for a bit this week lots of fun came back and played path of exile and then it was just a lot of work we finished reacher we were watching reacher is that any good? Yeah. I've heard that I would like it, but it's like Punisher. I haven't in like the right. I remember oh say so you said that last week. I remember that. No. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did right. like it. It was good. Uh there's only two seasons of it. So uh, is the story good though, or is it just cool judgment? Um the story the story's not bad. it's actually not bad. Okay. Yeah. The um I think there's a third season coming soon, but it was it's just a fun, like just chill out on the couch and relax or whatever uh what else did i do this week i obviously read a lot about hamilton going to ferrari that was a oh crazy man one wasn't that cool isn't it weird that a rumor we heard ahead of time actually came true yeah like yeah. for for those that don't follow formula one like there's a lot of rumors, the rumors are stupid <laughs> yeah. it's it's non-stop like yes it's a short off season but the rumors that go like it's weird that media group is just they're so desperate to write something about formula one in the off season yeah. 
that the articles are just garbage and there's like nothing. It's so like, it's insane clickbait, mm -hmm. insane, brutal clickbait. And then all of a sudden we hear Hamilton's going to Ferrari and we're like, uh, uh, sure. And then Ferrari tweets it that Hamilton's going to Ferrari, not this year, but next year. And then the world just explodes. Yeah, that was crazy. I have to say, so like besides that, which I think is nuts, I think it's going to be a very weird. It's I don't like actually I don't like the fact that they announced stuff like this uh, an entire year ahead of time. I, I would rather hear this news halfway through next season. It's just so weird to know that he's driving for a team. Science is driving for a team that they're both being going to be leaving for an entire year. Like yeah. it's different when it's halfway through the season. Even that I've always found odd. Like to find out halfway through a season, right. I've always found, but this is like way past bizarre to know it for the entire year. You're racing for a team that you're leaving. It is odd because you're just so you're just part of all the research and development and it's Lewis Hamilton. Right. It's not like, like it's not the other way around where it's someone like Carlos Sainz mm -hmm. or George Russell, where you don't have to share everything. Like Lewis is tied for part. Schumacher for world championships. Yeah. He's easily the most, one of the wisest racers that's ever raced and to like not like the team just has to his... not talk to him for like the last half of the right. year it's so weird but, but you're foolish to not inquire with him right because he's gonna help a lot like right yeah. because like when teams have alonzo they're not just looking for like they are just they they run everything past him because they just want that experience with their decision making and you have hamilton for one more year still I agree. It's so weird that that's how the sport works. Like you're allowed to sign contracts while you're still within another contract. Like he's got one more year with Mercedes before he goes to Ferrari. So I think here's my, here's my, um, tinfoil hat theory. So right. I don't know if it was leaked and that's why they announced it or if they always had plans to announce it at the beginning of the, uh, like before the season started, but here's my theory. True. Formula one knows that this is going to happen and formula one leaks it and here's why formula one leaks it because the story that came out four days before this was announced made formula one look like trash which is they're not allowing andretti and uh cadillac right. into f1 like they look i think that is one of the stupidest dumbest decisions and i can't it irritates the crap out of me that you let teams decide who gets to come into formula one i think that's so silly and the fact that you don't think Andretti and Cadillac have enough clout to join F1 is one of the, I, th I just think it's stupid. So my theory is they leaked it so that people would be, you don't even, you don't hear anything about the fact that Formula One said no to yeah. Andretti and all their money. Yeah. So, and this is probably going to be the most boring season, like nothing, no, no, but no drivers are changing. There's going to be very little difference in the pecking order. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting so, to see if there's much change with the car, especially this year to next year, because we're, you're not seeing the right. big changes till 26. So who's really going to be going for the championship, like pouring all that money in when you could save? Now, they're not allowed working on 2026 officially, right? but this is the year where you're like, they're definitely, okay, <laughs> this part of the aerodynamics yeah. of our current vehicle isn't going to change yeah, for what we're doing for next year, right? For the new season. So let's test all these changes that we are going to hopefully apply to our new car on this yeah. one. So who knows, yeah. but on the Cadillac thing, we could talk about that in after dark. Um, Fia, I don't disagree with either side. I think it would have been wise to include them. And I see the wisdom in excluding them based on what, um, formula one did, but apparently Fia is looking into why like the details to oh, I hope they why do. formula one rejected because it. I don't like the idea that they're like, well, we're keeping the door open. And once they start producing power units, then we'll talk again. I just feel like there's always that thing. Like, you, oh, you got to do this first and then we'll reconsider it. Oh, you got to do this first and then we'll reconsider it. It's like, it's not some Joe Schmo that just wants to join formula one. That's some billionaire kid, you know, another stroll. That's just got money. I, I just seems so funny to me that you're not letting one of the biggest names in race um, and a big name in the, you know, car manufacturing to, to, to it just seems so bizarre. So anyway, uh, good job, Formula One, though, to leak the Hamilton thing, because that definitely there's Justin's tinfoil <laughs> hat. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, otherwise, you know what? It was a good week. I um, just did work and played games, watch some TV. 
stuff and things. Yep. Uh, cool. Let's get excited into... to get lawn stuff going. Oh, I had like, a talk I that today stage. Did you with my Where lawn guy? Because I was figuring out what our plan was going to be as we move towards the spring, and so I was talking to him about what are we going to do with this current state of my front lawn. So yeah, it's awkward because we're at the beginning of February. We could have more frosty weather coming, but if we don't, you could get a whole month head start on growth because we're averaging 10 degrees during the day. Yep. The, the, the soil's still a little bit cold, but I, for me, I have to like tear it all up. We're going to have to yeah. then treat it, then we're going to have to seed it. So like, let's chop, chop. Yeah. If you could tell the future and you weren't going to get any more like yep. too much below zero weather at night, now is perfect for you. Yeah. So, so we'll luck. see what goes on. Mm -hmm. We're getting close to more lawn talk though. That'll be nice. Yeah, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. My lawn needs a lot of work thanks to this weird off season. Um, this week in POE was pretty interesting. Yeah, I looked through your list. Uh, talent competition. Yeah, did we have highlights. two people from our Discord in here? I saw... Uh, well, I, I'm... Go ahead. I, I just saw the wallet from Man, Manway, I think is what, Manway, what they yeah. use on Discord. Yeah, and, and I love that the pictures of part of the process was included and the measurements. It's pretty cool. That was the pretty wallet. cool. So congrats, Manway. And if there are other listeners that um, maybe whose names we didn't recognize through the Tell list... Tell us on Discord. Uh, yeah, definitely. And congratulations to everybody that's on there. But awesome job, Manway. That's pretty wicked. Mm -hmm. uh, there was another one there, one by Caladriel. Mm -hmm. The that was the um, guitar, cover. guitar cover, but with the singing and they, really cool, really cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so good very job. nice job. And obviously, they're all great. Mm -hmm. um, build of the week, pretty neat. I I love blade blast. I love trigger builds. So I love seeing how that kind of stuff works. So awesome job there by Premave. Cool. or Primeva. Um, but there was an interesting little tidbit in there. Soja brought it up to me. and In where? In the build of the week. Okay. In the build of the week, Eben hinted that controller support will have some sort of instant skill functionality different from what it currently is. When? Like in PoE 2 or? Uh, no, like coming up, like maybe in the next patch or sorry, like next leak. Oh. So it, it's interesting to me though, because I'm trying to think like, the value of an instant skill on PC is you can put it to left click and you just naturally click it. It's oh, like you're sure, not yeah, clicking yeah. it to make it What's work. It's going to be on like directional. Always, <laughs> How does that work? Well, but that's kind of the thing, right? So on PC, it makes sense. You have your move button as your instant click, as your instant skill. And that just means quote unquote, it's always on. Mm -hmm. But on console, I'm moving with an analog stick. Now, currently, now I, I'm using an Xbox controller X, which is on, you know, those face buttons. That's the one on the left. I just hold that down as my instant skill. And then my one active skill will be either Y is Y, which is the top button. And I'm thinking like, now they've been extremely creative with how they've allocated buttons and done things with controller support. I've been very impressed with how they've added the complexity of Path of Exile to the controller. But for them to say, the instant skill functionality will be different in the near future. I'm like, what? How? Maybe what there will be a way to assign it to like when you're moving or something or when you're holding the direction or because that is the same as left click, essentially. Right. If you could have a if you an, could extent, have an in yeah. instant skill on when you are holding in a, any direction, that's essentially exactly yeah. the same as left click holding down left click. So, I mean, that'd be cool if yeah, they did, so though, because yeah, yeah, that is definitely one I'm lacking intrigued. thing on controller support for sure. Yeah. I definitely hope it's not pushing down on the left no, analog stick. It, it can't be. That would be terrible. It would. Pushing down the left analog stick already does something else anyway, but it would. I don't like that as I. that's a button I accidentally always push. Now, yes, with an instant skill, I do accidentally always want it on, but I just don't want that to open any doors for further gameplay possibilities. Like Pushing down on analog sticks is something... Like when old shooter games that I used to play before my symptoms got bad, pushing down on the right analog stick to zoom on a shooter was the worst. Yeah, the especially worst. you got two freaking clickers right here in your fingers. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it would be anyway, cool for I'm them to do something to see what it is. just if you're moving, if your character's moving, you're assigning a skill to that. Yeah. I think that'd be very cool and would make sense. Totes just, mm -hmm. totes. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this one's awesome. The Ancestor MTX. Um... The, the, Mystery the, box. the, the bundles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are in the store now. Nice. Was there any in there that you so, wanted? Yeah. The, the, um, map device that counts how oh, long, the nice. times, you how long you've now. been. Yeah. Uh, it's still, it's close to 30 bucks American. Might go on sale though. Yeah. So I do really want it, but 
the difference of that like five bucks sure. of what it would be on sale would pay for the difference for me between the American Canadian yep. and Canadian dollar. So um, I am going to wait for it to be on sale, but I'm really excited about it. Nice. And it'll be the first MTX that I buy that I have the choice of variation. I haven't purchased a variation MTX yet. Does that one have variations? I've not even noticed on mine. Yeah, it's just like different colors of what the clock is, like yellow or blue. Oh, but you have to pick which red. one you buy, right? Like you yeah. can't. So okay, yeah. right. I have variation MTX, but I've earned those sure. through. Hey, you bought a Weta. Here's a mystery box, which is currently going on as well right now mm. for this weekend. But by the time you hear this, it's almost too late, listeners. Um, What's the deal that's going on right now? Oh, just buy, buy anything. Like it's a, a weekend box? pet sale, but buy, spend something in the store and you get a mystery box. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and I actually meant to do that before the podcast, but real life caught up to me and I didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. I want to see what I would get because there's a lot in this mystery box. Well, one that we I can do really... it before or after dark and then we'll, I'll do it too. Sure. I'll buy a what? Sure. There's um, like this is, but it was kind of funny. Like I went to go see, so I'm like, oh, right. The pet sale. I, so I set a reminder for myself because you know, me and pets, right? Anything under a certain dollar value, I'm going to pick up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, so let's see what the mystery, what the affliction mystery box is. I totally forget. They don't have a link for it. Like, uh, so they have a, a an announcement about the hideout and pet sale, and they yeah. say, "Hey, you'll get a free." Oh, never mind. No, that's right. Never mind. That's not it. So there's a link to the sales. There's a link to there's a what's in a the affliction mystery of box. the mystery box. There's a video for what's in the affliction mystery box. Right. So you have to click on the video. But I don't want to watch a video. I just want to see. I just want to see a quick list. Oh, of all the so I things. click on the YouTube link. Then I got to go into the description of the YouTube link, and there they have the link that takes me to the list of all the, the things. Box. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that is. A and funny. so I have to like, yeah, it was it was funny. Just an oversight, but one that like if you or I were making the announcement, we'd be like, ah, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why that not? Be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> right. But there's a ton of really cool things in this mystery box. So this will be another one where I can't wait for this to go core nextly because they have all the entrance ways oh, for right. yeah. the different. Now that being said, Jonathan's mentioned multiple times in the different interviews that he's been doing that this is this is Poe two launch year. Like apparently, he's referenced sure. 2024 as like this is launch year. Mm -hmm. So if it gets pushed to like January, like. He's probably not expecting a longer beta than he's maybe he means beta for, right? when he says launch here, though. Maybe, but still, like we're still getting close to the PUE two thing. So I'm like, do I actually want to spend fifty bucks on PUE one hideout stuff when I'm the type of player that's I'm like I'm uninstalling Path of Exile one. But that doesn't mean you I lose the things Path you purchase. That all comes over to PUE two. Oh, that's true. Right. So it's not like you're losing out on anything. But I do, but I don't know what's getting carried over. I, I assume everything is, but like, you know, there's the bestiary delve and labyrinth entrances to just go straight from your hideout without needing to go to your waypoint. I like that. Mm -hmm. There was like the currency orb pet pets. There was the portal effects of like that massive toad with a huge mouth that you walk oh, into. Yeah, yeah. There's the ring that shows you how much currency you've earned for an entire league. Like there's a lot of really cool things in this one. So, and I mean, really cool pets and a whole bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unique one. So I'm like, oh man, let's do it before after dark and we'll chat about what we got. All right. Oh man. I hope I actually get something I like. This is the first one in a long time where there's actually been a lot that I want. You're going to get something stupid. I am. I'm <laughs> going to get footprints. Yep. Which I never use. I always Why? never put you can't footprints see them all on the because, <laughs> well, no, you can never see them, but the screen clutter is such a big deal for me that I never I'll put on as little as possible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Xbox got the point one patch like the second we released the last week's episode. Of course. Um, so that's nice. Consoles on one B now, and sorry, PC is on patch one B. Yep. Consoles on point one. Mm. Um, but that was exciting for console players because now all their purchase stash tabs actually work. Right. That's good. Uh, the gem and flask ones have been an issue for about four months, so I'm glad that's done. Um, uh, there was the Ziz and Jonathan and Rishi interview this past, it was earlier in the week. It was like Monday or something for us, but That's it was cool. there. So, um, Love Rishi. But, but I finished that and I'm all, all done. I'm all caught up. Oh yeah, nice. Everything Path of XL to Jonathan related. I'm done. Sweet. So we can talk about that as much or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. And, uh, also Ziz's gauntlet started. Today, oh yeah, Ziz's gauntlet started. I was going to do that. Well, you still got time. It runs for like 10 days. I think it started today. 
February. It wait. starts today. Oh, no, it starts in an hour and a half. Starts cool. 1 p.m. on February 2nd. So I yeah. just got to get past break and the eggs, and that's my thing. Then I basically pass the game, <laughs> and won. I expect gifts and praise galore. I want a trophy. <laughs> you should get a trophy. I will not be trying it, but good for you. I haven't gone back to the trophy lady that I used for the, all the fantasy league stuff that we have since COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't go during COVID to like sure. get all the fantasy trophies that I do, but um, I haven't gone back. Hmm. Well, that's cool. So anyway, that's that. That's this that's week in a PUE. busy week. It was a good week. Like it's not. It wasn't a busy week in PUE land, but for us, like that was you know that's a lot of lettuce. Just it's a lot of lettuce. We have some fun news coming up. We're going to be chatting actually with GGG coming up. Patrons that have a specific level, you can find that in uh, Discord to find out who. Just keep it to yourself if you don't mind. But yeah, we are going to be chatting with GGG. So, you know, if people want to throw out ideas on Discord, we're open to hearing what people want to want to know. We're not big. Oh, I'm not. I don't know how to talk about PoE2 besides like, when is it coming? When can I Sorry. play it? <laughs> it's it's so. an individual. Like we're talking... Yep. To it's someone, it's, it's it's an interview about them. It's not an interview about Path of Exile, Path of Exile One. Like, well, so we'll be talking about Path some of information might come up, but mm -hmm. we're talking about them and what they like and how they got to work at the company and who their fun. least favorite employee is and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're excited to chat with them. So that's going to be coming up in the near future. How was? Did you play this week? Oh, hold uh, on, one no, more thing. Our our sorry, our private have... league starts. If you haven't joined up yet, make sure you hop on Discord. That starts in two weeks as of us recording this, but in a week and like five days as of when this comes out. So yeah, February, February 16th, 16th PST, PST at 10.01 a.m. PST. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to play in our private league, you can hop on Discord. The information's under announcements. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sorry, you played? What'd you do? No, it's no, I didn't because oh. I wanted to. I actually had the itch to. I probably played at the beginning of the week. I remember playing... Um, I still am like, you know, classic Tyler dilemma. I cannot decide between Reaper, like the lower damage of the Reaper, but the stress-free play style of not having support minions mm. versus hating how support minions work, caring about like having to double check to make sure they're alive after a stupid encounter where this enemy and this enemy had a crazy combo of mods. And it's like, you know, if my, I know if my zombies die, that like my other stuff's in dangers too, right? And specters, I hate how specters work and I hate having to do and again, like I know they're changing for PoE too. And I talked last week about hating to babysit Guardian's blessing, even though I think it's perfectly designed. Like that's just stuff to double check, and I don't want to do that in the game. So as soon as I see like my zombie health really low, or I see that my zombie limit is minus one, I'm like, ah oh, crap. So like the zombie build does way more damage which is something you'll probably never hear anybody else say, but my zombie build is way more damage, but the, the Reaper play style is so much more stress-free. Technically, the zombie build does more damage on paper, but the Reaper with its combination of skills still does more damage than it says on paper because it's fluck. It's bouncing between all the different skills that it has. But anyway, long story shorter, to summarize, um... The play session I had earlier in the week was me going, oh, I can't decide between and bouncing between my Reaper and zombie build to see if, you know, I could come up with a short term preference for them. Um, but besides that, all my PoE time this week was uh, catching up on all of Jonathan's uh, interviews with streamers. I didn't make any notes because I, I, I know like at first I was making notes of with everything I heard on Reddit because Jonathan was very active on um poe2's reddit sorry my voice is cutting out poe2 reddit uh, yeah. poe2's reddit yeah um and he hasn't been that active now but he's still emphasized like i'm still looking through it and i plan to be just as active as before but you know things have been busy um but so originally i made notes in our podcast notes here for everything that i was discovering about path of xl2 from jonathan on reddit but obviously i didn't know what the future held and so now all of a sudden he's had like five interviews with streamers on youtube I'm not going to make notes on that. That's just nonstop boatloads of information. Um, but to summarize for you, without any notes or telling you specifics, um, you'll be very happy with the mentality they have going into Path of Exile 2. They're willing to change everything and anything. Everything from trade to the loot system, like everything they've been looking at and are willing to change, admitting that 
even something that they said three weeks ago, like I remember hearing people that are up to date on the interviews and heard them live or listened to them the day later or something where they're starting to fall into line with you. Like, man, they're like changing their minds so much. I'm starting to fall into Justin's camp where, you know what, just don't tell me anything until like you're, you don't have time to change your mind and this is the way things are going to be. But the encouraging thing with that is they've, for example, changed their mind on how trade works in POE 1. In a previous interview, they said trade is going to be exactly the same way. And now recently they said, we are completely open to changing everything on how trade works. Yeah. We just have to make sure how it works. So the point is, I think you're going to be very happy with the end result because they've, they haven't been a stick in the mud about anything and they've been willing to change stuff. Now, whether we like the end result or not, I don't know, because that's just a personal preference thing. And there's always going to be things that fans like and don't like based on what a developer says, but they've at least considered it. And I think that's something that you'll really appreciate once you see the final product. Yeah. Uh, That's well, my summary for you. I think I, I mean, I, I mentioned to somebody somewhere, I don't remember where, that I am excited for PoE 2. I'm not, whatever I'm saying isn't course, meant to come course, across yes. as like, I, I don't want to play it. I'm very pumped to play PoE 2. I just, I just want to play PoE 2. I don't really want to hear about it. What, what I, somebody did bring up, maybe, I don't remember where I saw it. Maybe it was in Discord or somewhere uh, with regards to this idea of an auction house or some sort of trading type thing through PoE 2. And it was talked about, which again, I also don't care. Do whatever works best for you. I, th I thought it was a little odd that when you talk about them being willing to change whatever, I do like that. And I think they should do whatever they think is best. I think the idea of the trade in the auction house is a little weirdly timed and it probably became a part of the conversation. I assume that was during the Ziz, maybe the Ziz one. That's where that information came to light that they were considering... Right. So um, other avenues than the traditional avenue. Yeah, I'm curious if their answer would have been the same two or three weeks ago if somebody had asked them. And only the only reason I asked that is because there was so much drama in the last week and a half, two weeks regarding trade, regarding TFT discord, regarding all this different stuff on on Reddit, because I did pay attention to it over the past couple of weeks, just out of curiosity. And I, I don't really understand all of it. I it, it I don't do the TFT thing. I'm not into the bulk trading, but I do know a lot of people do use it more serious people that want to do like bulk trading and there's a whole bunch of drama around it and the fact that trade is a little bit broken and you know people hoping that they would address it in some regard i and then i but then i also thought it was a little odd that i saw people on on reddit posting about demanding an answer from ggg and that they need to, to tell us what's happening and i was thinking like this is a third party like the, the, the there's only so much that they can do, but then to have them say, yeah, we're open to talking about trade and we're thinking of doing something different. I was like, what were you though? Like two, that's what makes me yeah. nervous. And that's why I tend to go like, I'd just rather not hear because I'm curious if two or three weeks ago, if somebody had asked them before all that, if their answer would have also been, yeah, we're looking at doing trade differently. Right. So, and maybe it would, maybe it would have, but that's for me why it's just better to not hear, to just chill. Uh, sure. I'm going to play PoE 2 when the beta is out. I can't wait for it, but right now i feel like a lot of it is like well we could do that yeah that's an option and it's like but that's not that's a cool thing to have heard in like 2019 when they first announced poe2 at this point in time i just want to get yeah, about it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to get to it so that's right yeah um well it is interesting because the thing like i don't think users should have as much voting i mean it's unofficial voting power but i don't think path of exile players should have as much voting power as they do i think um, not in terms of attitude because every user is different, but I, so, so forgive me with the term, but I'm just going to do this so that I don't ramble enough to explain myself. Um, we're kind of spoiled brats when it comes to how we really are listened to by the developers. Mm -hmm. Like we really are accommodated. We're really listened to. And I can think of many examples in my path of exile history where GGG really wanted to do something and they chose to do what we wanted instead. And <laughs> I just died I can't, sorry. I just I got like it. <laughs> hurled into the microphone. And my that cough came out of nowhere. You'll never hear it. Okay. I really didn't want to put a lozenge in my mouth in while there. I'm drinking <laughs> bourbon, bourbon, but I need to, man. I can't handle this. So, but anyway, no, like I think we've been over accommodated. I think some of us expect to be listened to and you just need a reality check to kind of change that attitude. We shouldn't have to be listened to. It's wise to be listened to, but sure. not obeyed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Considered. Yes. Yeah, right. Sure. That's like 
no matter what you believe in or where you come from, where your foundation is, wisdom in a general sense for everybody is being open-minded, considering even the craziest concepts or whatever, but then coming out with your own conclusion because you were open-minded. Wisdom is never being narrow-minded. But one thing that I'm impressed with GGG is that they're willing to change. And mm-hmm. things that they have very previously been stuck in the mud about, even things, even if it's something that they're still going to continue, the reasoning that they have behind it is really well explained. And they've explained that they have considered it. And this is why it didn't work out. Or this is why it did. And this is why they're going in that direction. And yes, like, you know, there's again, nothing final about it, but they are considering it. I do though wish and hope that Path of Exile 2 is the game they want the game to be Mm -hmm. not the game we want it to be because we're just users like we get used to it and that's the way it is like i remember when elden ring was announced the new ip for after dark souls 3 and you know you can have your opinions about which dark souls is the best dark souls but i'm looking forward to elden ring what oh you i really like dark souls 2 man that was like the most brutal health bar it was it didn't it was like a really slow refresh rate You had like, you know, every time you died, your max health got lowered, but then they had wonky builds where if you were playing at like half health and like you couldn't summon anybody. Oh man, it was probably the most punishing. Mm -hmm. The level layouts were the worst. Yeah. One was amazing. Poorly inter. Right. Yeah. And so they did a really good job with that path of exile or sorry, uh, DS three was pretty good with that as well. Dark souls one was probably the best in terms of level layout for the whole game. Not in terms of fast travel, though. Like, you know, they add some really cool stuff. So it's like a weird combo where there wasn't one that's better than the other. It was painfully um, punishing if you didn't get certain shortcuts. DS1. Yeah, but yeah. I like that. Yeah, I did like, too. It forced you to explore. And like, I really, really need to find every corner of yeah. this map. Because if I don't, like, holy crap, that's a lot to go back from. Yeah. Right? You find a site of grace or bonfire and it's like heaven it's yeah. like oh man i can't my wife like she introduced me to role-playing games before i was just sports and like espionage stuff like splinter cell and hitman and when she introduced me to Fallout three it blew my mind right like just how the different attribute points were that was my introduction to it and so anyway i've been off the rails since but when i first started playing dark souls that was because i saw you josh and nathan playing it at your place and you're just like yeah Ty, come over and we'll play and it was a single player game i'm like okay and like we're just gonna chill out and have some drinks and you guys are playing some game that i've never played and i didn't pick it so i'm not gonna like it and but then i see josh or whoever's playing yeah it was it was it was (laughs) how you opened a door that was it that like that so aaron introduced me my wife introduced me to role-playing games and okay cool that's an like that like lit the fire for character building right and theory crafting and i played an insane amount of fallout 3 because of the different things you could do in the game but then as soon as i saw well i'll say it's josh playing josh opening the doors and it was just the doors at the beginning (laughs) just the doors at the beginning where there's that boss that you're not even supposed to fight until later in the tutorial and then you push other doors open so that you can get to the crow Uh, pushing these massive doors that are 10 times bigger than the character open and it's like Speaking five feel the really force. strong yeah. yes i was <laughs> it's like so good oh and I, I, I no joke i bought the game very shortly <laughs> after awesome. because of how you opened the doors in that role-playing game <laughs> that's so but good. point is it's like when when so i've played through the trilogy i'm an xbox player so i didn't play bloodborne or demon souls i'm excited i i know that there's changes coming i'm like okay sweet they're making this new ip it's going to be this but then you start discovering like I had hopes and dreams for the fixes that I wanted Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 to have fixed. I wanted Elden Ring to be the perfect amalgamation of all those things. I didn't expect it to go from 20 bosses to 160. I didn't expect it to go from a closed, perfectly planned puzzle world to completely open world. Like, they just blew my mind with a bunch of stuff, but just... Like I had expectations as a user. This is my point going back to Path of Exile. I had hopes, dreams, and expectations for what I wanted. But if they listened to me, and if they insisted on listening to, let's say my major- my opinions were the majority of the Dark Souls fan base. If the they listened ones. to me, Elden Ring wouldn't have happened. It would not have happened. And Elden Ring is by far 
the best from software game that's existed with the exception of being a dark souls one player when only dark souls one existed right without dark souls two without dark souls three if you've only played if you played dark souls one without any knowledge of any other from software game that's probably the best game but being an experienced player in that world and then playing elden ring they came up with stuff that i never would have thought of and so much of what they did just completely changed like so many issues that i had with the previous trilogy became irrelevant because of what they did with elden ring you actually bring up a great point that i didn't really think about or it didn't maybe i hadn't clicked or as to why but when we talk about poe2 and you just talked about this release of elden ring for me and i i understand it's not the same for a lot of people but i really enjoy going into a game knowing very little and with Path of Exile 2, it's going to be very hard to go into it and not know way more than I want to know. Like, I I like the experience of that new figuring things out. And I think the more that's been talked about, the more that the people are out and they're, you know, it's not an appeasing thing. Like, I think they're just doing their job and they're making the game they want to make. And they're trying to, like, answer the questions that get asked. But for me, I want to just load up PoE 2 and just feel that newness and that yeah. excitement of something I haven't done before versus being, I really don't want to go through POE 2 thinking about all the things they've been talking about or what should I be expecting or how is this supposed to work? I, I don't, I don't really want that. I I'm excited for that new feeling. So, and Elden Ring is a great example of that where we came from playing these Dark Souls one, two, and three, you know, for, for us, especially there's that hype of, okay, they've got their new game coming out, but we didn't really know very much and then all of a sudden you start to play you're like what the hell is this like it's amazing there was dark souls in it but there was the future in it until you You open the the door just like their normal from soft amazing door you open that door and you're like um where do i go (laughs) right there's there's color in this world are you kidding me it's not just gray i know i'm gonna take that gold guy i'll kill him (laughs) yeah that's right oh man but wasn't that perfect like that's so you take a completely un from software thing mm-hmm. right un dark souls thing and have this open world with color and you have choices and right off the bat you put a boss <laughs> that you can't do yeah and right away you're like okay i know they kept <laughs> dark souls in this new experience right yeah. and it took so dying to realize that it was oh right this is sure. from soft i gotta remember maybe 30 times <laughs> and it's great so yeah. but that's the kind of thing and and some of the answers that Jonathan and Rishi came up with in this past Ziz interview, which was very good, Ziz, if you ever hear this, um, they said, like, you know what, actually, like, we're not trying to dismiss it, um, and we totally hear your complaint, but that's actually not going to be a relevant question for Path of Exile 2, because it's just that different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, so, but that was cool. Like, there was a, uh, there was a few answers, and those were referencing Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting to catch up on all of this. Um, the more I listen to, the more I'm very encouraged about Path of Exile 2. And the more that I hear Jonathan and whoever he chooses to come on with him speak, the more I hear that GGG is frustrated and annoyed and wished it exist. The same things that drive you and me and the general community nuts. And so that kind of stuff's really exciting. Like, for example, they had one thing where they were talking about endgame bosses. That's something Ziz really likes. And he was talking about little things like, hey, listen, so right now when you're rolling invitations, you're rolling map mods to make the invitations harder. What about having something where you can re-roll an invitation that actually impacts the boss, right? So something like, you know, the Maven puzzle lasts longer or something like that like boss specific mods and so they they were answering that question but nobody's going to hear this but justin's already edited out That's about a, a thousand <laughs> a thousand violent coughs <laughs> and my poor microphone it, it's got to be the most like i don't see anything it looks no, nice and clean in there. i pick the fluff off <laughs> on a regular basis so that it looks nice but yep. it's probably the if it's i took housing it's probably disgusting. <laughs> it's probably worse than a hospital that's never clean. Uh, do you remember what you were saying? You said, but. Um, well, they were, hang on, they were talking about endgame bosses and stuff like, oh yeah, so anyway, they referenced, like, you know what, um, we've done the maze, like, you, I, I really like how they answer questions. Yes, they're long-winded, but, like, Jonathan answers 
the direct question and the direct detail, but then he also just starts rambling about the mentality about it. And I love hearing both. So he was talking about like, you know, yes, we've done Rishi answers about mods specifically. And then Jonathan jumps in and is like, you know what? We've done the puzzle. We've done Maven. Uh, that was done. We're not going to do that again. And then he moves on. And in my head, I'm like, that's great. Like that's, you know, the puzzle thing, it's gone. Like it's done, you know, like Path of Exile 2 is more interactive. Like you see puzzles in Path of Exile 2 and some of the demos that we've seen, like the one guy in the, it's like a dungeon, I guess, but he has the chains, you know, where you could like interact and shoot those spear things through the hole in the wall and it helps to damage or, you know, stabilize them or whatever it is. And, um, you know, like maybe there's those kind of interactive puzzles are cool, but to hear him just quickly say before he goes into the mentality of boss mods, boss specific mods, he's like, you know what, we've done like the puzzle thing and, you know, okay, so that's done in Path of Exile. We're not going to bring that back. And I'm like, but then that's just quick and done. And like, I like catching and hearing those things, but that's exciting to me because, you know, how many times have you and I said, we're not playing Path of Exile to play Divinity one or two, like we play Divinity to play Divinity. So you know, gotta keep them separated. Yeah, I, so, not gonna say who sang that though, because last time I quoted a band and a song, and it wasn't that band that wrong. sang that song. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stick with keep them separated. I think it was Green Bay. Uh, no, Green it, Bay is definitely different. not a. Uh, no, is it Green? No, Green Day. Green Bay is the. It definitely Green wasn't Bay Packers, Green Day. Green Day. It no? was uh, no. Um, no, I'm bringing it up. I'm gonna look it up. Man, I can picture the guys. They're a bunch of like. Pretty fly for a white guy. What was Gotta it? Gotta keep them separated. Offspring. Offspring. That's who it was. Want to listen to it quick? Put no, this all I don't. On pause. Um, I don't want to. Um, but one thing I will say, like with regards to what oh, you're just yeah. talking about there, how you like um, roll Maven invitations or boss things in the end. I do understand why people ask the questions. I do feel the why they feel the need to answer some of these questions but i still am caught in this weird spot of like it's cool to know but i would also be completely fine with not knowing and just learning yeah. and experience as we play the game so yeah like i think there's some core like high level things that are good for them to talk about but getting into the nitty-gritty of like how do you roll maps and how is the end i i don't want to know i just i want to play it let me go and find there's no out. reason because you're probably going to change it because gonna they're going to come up with a better idea like there's still so much they haven't done mm-hmm well, still so much they haven't done in the game. Beta. You know it's going right. to change too. And there's going to be stuff that they come across where they're not going to think it interacts with this and this and this, but it's like, oh shoot, this actually, we really want to do this, but that's going to change this, this, and this. Yeah. And so, no, I hear you. There's only so much stock you can take in it, but I do love as a super fan, I love hearing why things are a certain way with the games that I love. Mm-hmm. Granted, because I play so much Path of Exile, now, I know I play very little Path of Exile compared to Path of Exile players, but with the time I have, it's almost always Path of Exile. Um, but it is, I enjoy, like, if I was to play Hitman, I like hearing why they chose, you know, these maps over these maps or these certain things for Splinter Cell, except Ubisoft is, to me, the same company who Ubisoft is Splinter Cell. They're just as bad as Electronic Arts in terms of quality and cash grabbing and crap, but... So I'll never hear anything dev-related about Sam Fisher. Sorry, my voice is going in and out, so I don't know what people hear, but Sam Fisher. Oh, that hurt. Okay. Um, one thing I'm really excited about that is coming is that a lot of the fears and concerns that people have, like myself, one of the biggest fears I have still is how the filter system's going to work and drop rates. And they've said they're going to come out and talk to us about that another time. And that's great. Fine. But Path of Exile 1 has the worst default filter in the world. And it makes zero sense. And I've said this many times and I'm not going to hash on it, but it makes zero sense to me that a game, a company who's called Grinding for Gear Games, which quote unquote means item weight, has the worst filter that could exist, which filters are the essence of item weight. They tell you what is and isn't valuable or could or couldn't be. And so when Path of Exile added, it says they're adding 600 brand new base types to the game and they're hoping you don't need a filter, I get nervous, right? So I have questions 
And those questions are specific questions. Now, other people have other concerns. Well, how's Endgame going to work? You said, like, I'm always in Endgame. You said that Endgame is changing. I'm nervous about this. So they have specific questions. And so that's when they start asking questions about the specifics that aren't important, just like me. I, I drop rates and all that kind of stuff could change a hundred thousand times before the game comes out. But it's still something I'm very concerned about. And I want to be appeased by it so that I can get over that and then have be able to be excited until the release instead. So like, I don't have the same concerns that other people do, but I get where they're coming from as a result of that. And I'm very thankful that they're willing to, in my opinion, waste their time answering questions that could easily change. Uh, granted, it's great marketing within the Path of Exile community. Like new players aren't watching this. People that are excited for Path of Exile 2 and have never played Path of Exile 1, they're not going to be watching these interviews. These are only for us, right? The, I don't know, what would you say? 100,000 faithful? Yeah, I have no idea. You know, they'll get like 300,000 on a league launch, but then there's that number drops off. So let's, you know, cut that into a third. The 100,000 faithful that are always thinking about the game. I hope in I 10 years, that. in 10 years, when Path of Exile 3 comes out, they tell us two months before it comes out. <laughs> four years was That's too right. much of a lead up yeah i yeah. know it was and, you know covid comes into play but right. i i still think even if you took covid out would be in the same boat as what we're in now well yeah that's but, that's their marketing strategy they they announce things as soon as it comes into their head and they've agreed upon it they don't have the same strategy that a lot of other marketing firms do in regard to the timeline and overhype yeah. and stuff like that one thing i am still concerned about though is their time management they're still the same company and Path of Exile 1 got way ahead of them. And Path of Exile 2 is being made because of technological improvements. And Path of Exile 1, they're stuck with the technology restrictions of Path of Exile 1. So making Path of Exile 2 makes sense. But they haven't shown ample time management abilities yet. You know what I mean? So no. I'm really hoping... like, And the only thing I can do is hope because there's no proof in this. And it comes down to the same things I've harped on, which I'll, I'll make quick, but, you know, Path of Exile 1 started with not needing a filter outside of the default filter. A couple years later, it became a need to have more effort put into their default filter, and it wasn't. And now we're 10 years later, and it's an absolute joke. And that should not happen for a company that's making a game like this. You have a, a gem like... Um, that's as severe with massive consequences like Animate Guardian and nowhere within the game does it tell you that you actually lose those items permanently, which isn't even a mechanic that exists outside of that gem. So for them, in 10 years, that hasn't been looked at. Like So whatever their process is and their system is of going back and making sure that everything's okay, you know, even just having one person whose crappy, crappy job it is to go back every league and make sure that all the gems are like, they don't have anything like that. There's no allocation to that kind of time management and resources because that doesn't exist. It makes me nervous that no matter what they choose for path of exile two, two years down the road, that's nice about those dev choices. Where's the financial backup to keep it up. So I'm just hoping like, you know, like for example, let's let's throw marriage into it or something. I'm sorry, hun. I promise I won't do that again. All you got to do is hope that the person's actually going to start changing. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where we're at with Path of Exile and GGG. They're having to change their time management and resource allocation at the same time that they're changing. There's no history of them proving themselves with it. So that's the only thing that makes me nervous. Outside of that, they've really quelled all of my nervousness and hesitations towards the game so i didn't mean to make this a path of exile 2 episode i know you're not i know that's not your thing right now and so i this don't was mean a fine to version about of it. conversation about it sure but i did just finish up all those things so i wanted to kind of pass it on that like i think you're going to be impressed whether you agree or disagree with the decisions that they make i can encourage you with the fact that they thought about it they thought about it they made their decision and like you uh, say Hopefully they made the decision they want, not the decision we want. I think they're making the decisions that we want, which well, and who knows if they actually are though. They could just be saying some of that stuff to appease people. Sure, like, uh, without seeing. And sometimes it might hard. not matter if they can't decide. May as well go with what the user wants. But if they really want something, I'm with you. I really hope they pick that. 
I think in the end they probably will, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Just around the river bend, just it's already February. Mm-hmm. Do you say February or February? Oh, uh, February. I don't say the R. Me neither. Yeah, and when I say R. the R, it screws Google up when I'm voice typing. My daughter was just trying to spell that actually yesterday. She's six. And so she was asking Google how to say it. And then she was like, she kept yelling the word back at it because she's like, Dad, why is it saying R? Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, right. there, yeah, there is an R. <laughs> Who the heck put a second R in February? Yeah. It only needs a second one, not the first one. Anyway, so thank you for your patience, Justin. But I hope... um like, and I'm glad that you emphasized um, to everyone listening. I know that you're really excited for Path of Exile too. Yeah. There's just no reason to talk about it now with the exception <laughs> of every single time the I want to talk about the, it. The odd thing. I just don't want to get into the details. I'm not into the needy greedy. Stuff for me. Um, hey, just, but yeah. how was your Path of Exile week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to super fast this one. Uh, I did play this week. <laughs> I'm going to uh, super, super fast, fast this, this one. one. Watch me super yeah. fast this. Uh, wow. I did play this week and what did I do? I just did some more magic finding playing. I was playing my chieftain. I did swap my chieftain a little bit away from the fulcrum. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it. I wanted to go more push quantity higher, like just for the magic find fun side of it. But what I do miss is I, I am still, uh, uh, sorry, I am now dying the odd time and the fulcrum build when I was fully set up with the fulcrum set up, I never died. So, but you're a hundred, right? I'm a hundred, so, so it doesn't, it, no, all it doesn't it is matter. Is zero just frustration, yeah. Okay. Frustration and trying to get back in to get the loot or whatever. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that regard, but I did um, gave Josh a bunch of currency for him to build out a build that he was working on. And then, um, I, I so what, I'm just going to bring up one thing because I think it's stupid. Yeah. Remember dude, how man. we talked about that the, they made, one of the patches recently made it so that enemies despawn once the portal comes up, right? in the wildwood so when the portal comes up to leave the wildwood now the enemies despawn yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It's supposed to be the enemies in the dark is what i understand because i've definitely most of the enemies that i've passed that still familiar. stay alive uh so josh and i are playing it and he has a quest with whatever one he's trying to rank up where he has to kill the king in the mist but not in the stronghold it's the king in the mist that pops up randomly in one of the events so you gotta for that's, some reason it drops a ritual vessel that's a thing that you, ha- he told you me have it is. to do i, oh, I didn't know is that. he challenge is he doing challenges no i think it's just one of his quests for the the one of the three but he could so be wrong he's, it could, he's just made it up in his head it's very possible. he doesn't even know what ascendancy yeah. he is but no, he's he aware of know. his quests <laughs> yeah apparently right. but anyway we're fighting that boss, and I mentioned in a previous podcast that, that that I hate fighting that boss because he goes into the dark when you're fighting him, and then I have to waste my wisps to to find him or to my whatever you want to call it. My my timer gets used up by trying to chase him down because he jumps away from his little center point and goes into the dark. Um, we were fighting him, whatever, sometime this week. He despawns when the portal opens. Wait, we he just he just what? full on just despawned. Even if he's in opened. the light, we he was half health. He was half health. But he was like in the light. He wasn't in the dark. No, he was half health. He had moved into the dark. Oh, because a he's bit. a hopper, right? And so I had said to Josh, well, I don't want to use up the little bit we have left. So why don't I just go and quickly grab some, like finish this trail a little bit? So I go and finish the trail. He stayed down there. Right, but the and game doesn't tell you that thing, you're close to your end, right? It's not like no, Delve it where it shows, up. right? So as soon as the teleporter thing pops up, that, he disappeared. And I was like, oh, he was half health. We were fighting him. It's not our fault that he moved. Anyway, it's a really dumb mechanic that he moves into the dark because like you're trying to stretch that yeah. as far as you can to get as many wisps as you can. But that was a, a mechanic that really pissed me off this week. I was like, that's stupid. I don't know if he actually needs to do that quest because I'm pretty sure I've done all three of the ascendancies all the way to the top. And I don't remember ever having that one. So maybe he actually needs to do the stronghold version of the King in the Mist. He told me it's not. But what am I doing listening to Josh? You <laughs> know? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, it, it was I did have a good time playing this week, though. I. Uh, spent a bunch of currency, switched up my build a little bit. I had another headhunter drop, so I went and double corrupted it and completely wrecked it. Um, what Still, else? fun to yeah. do, right? It's been a really fun I mean, league to just who, play around with stuff. Right, exactly. I never like do that when, kind of stuff. And that's what leagues are for. I hope mm-hmm. people remember, like, 
it's temporary content. Sometimes it's strong, sometimes it's weak, sometimes it's about story, sometimes it's about stuff. You, we have like insane currency this league. And yep. so like what a great like hey, so remember how we did at the beginning of this league, maybe it was last league where you and I and After Dark were raiding all the leagues. Mhm. And like which ones yeah. did we think was an S yep. or an A or whatever? Well, I mean, let's say we do that again in a few leagues, right? Just before, let's say we know when Path of Exile 2 is coming out. Oh, yeah, we got to do that, man. Last league of Path of Exile, one that we're going to play, we got to review. All of them. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do another review of everything. And yeah. um, sorry, that was one of those old man backwards hiccups. Yeah, I heard it. Where it's like, I remember I when my dad it. I didn't used to hear be, it. I just saw it. Right. Yeah, I know. It tasted gross, too. But <laughs> anyway, like, so we'll go back and we'll review. And Affliction will be like, man, that was the league where I got multiple headhunters and I could start corrupting them. And I didn't even care when I screwed mm -hmm. them up. Like, yep. how cool is that? That's what yeah, leagues are fun. for, man. It's like some of the leagues are for that. Some of the leagues aren't this league. It's all just, it's about the lettuce, man. Yeah. It's just been a fun league to keep me playing and trying different things and trying different items out and not caring about the fact that, wow, that's really expensive. Cause I was laughing at Josh every single time we do a set of maps, we, I run them in sets of four. So we usually do whatever. But every single time I get to a point where I'm like, okay, we've done like a half, you know, we played for an evening or something. So maybe we did like eight or 12 maps. Every single time I look back into my currency set, I'm back up well over however many divines I started and yeah, spent. Yeah, yeah. Like there's always multiple hundreds sitting in there. And I'm like, well, what do I try now? <laughs> like, I'm not going to try a new build. I would love to. There's some really cool ideas out there that people are doing. I'm not going to level up another character. Yeah. So, but. That was yeah, one of the funny. things that um, Rishi and um, Jonathan were talking about with Ziz was the respects. I don't. I don't necessarily need respects. I think that there's well, just like they were like talking about that whole thing, like mm. whether you're like skipping the campaign, the value of um, orbs of regret, um, if that availability of respects or free respects should be available during the campaign before maps or not and all that kind of stuff like it's it's been a topic of conversation for the last two i think dm and gazzy also brought it up as well and uh yeah it's just been an interesting point of conversation my feeling is you should get a free respect at the point of killing katava uh both katavas or the no, first one just the last one and I think, oh, well, you know, I actually don't care if it would be either of them. I do think it should never, ever be an ongoing thing that when I'm into the 90s and do an endgame content, yeah, that there the should be up. a button to just like yep. reset my skills. Don't think that at all. Because I actually think Orb of Regrets are a pretty fair drop rate. The ability to purchase them, even in Solo Self Found, like I think it's in a fair spot for that. But sure. I do think that the game, I think if the game, if they, I don't know what their plan is for PoE 2. If they were better at making you understand the decisions you were making, or at least gave some direction to a player for the decisions that they were making, then I think you can fairly say no respects at all. But I don't think they've done a good enough job of explaining the concept of your decisions, the things that you're choosing, that they are very difficult yeah. to change later on. You know, like 22 yeah. respect points or whatever it is, is not enough for a new player who's been like, oh, cool, look at that. I want, you know what I mean? So, right. Um, and yeah, their, their rebuff to that is they think like they're completely open to checking out how everything works, um, and things. And they're obviously going to do like blind tests. They're going to pull people off the street, get them to play their game. And then they'll ask them a bunch of questions and watch how they play. But, um, one thing that they're really going to emphasize is the knowledge of a user, a new user to know what it is they're selecting. So like, let's say you're hovering over int. Well, it's not just going to say plus 10 int. It's actually going to tell you what int does, right? Or if you have certain skills allocated, they're considering, you know, okay, well, does this actually work for your skill or not? And then they, again, they referenced my point of spell damage impacting minions. If you improve your spell damage, this does or does not improve your allocated skills that you currently have. And that encourages knowledge, which means maybe you don't need as many respect points or free respects or whatever it is. So they're playing with the whole concept. But again, like another example of they hear us, they totally get it. Um, 
whether or not they're going to allow us to skip the campaign or not is something different. And I highly doubt they will because I think, I think this will. campaign has cost them like $30 million. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't, I don't think they ever will. They seem pretty no. set on that fact, but I do, I do see the value of allowing somebody to respec once, once they finish the campaign or something, especially now that we're going into a version of the game where supports are going to be just drop only yeah. and supports are going to change up how the skill acts, which could change how you would build out your tree like I feel like the the learning experience of going through the axe and trying to figure out the tree shouldn't be so painfully um, like you're just screwed if you get to the end and you realize that you maybe did something wrong and now you're having to try and find a way to earn the currency in order to fix what maybe you shouldn't have done. I, I sure. don't see the downside to giving a single respec. I also think you would make the leveling process of an alt better if I... If I knew that, okay, I can take this Marauder and go, I mean, granted it's different right now, but whatever you sure. were playing, yes. if you were going like a hollow palm style, or maybe there's these new ones where you're using mana forged arrows, but I could plan my tree out to push to the right side to get all of the bonuses to projectiles and to all of that kind of stuff, knowing full well that when I kill Act 10 Katava, now I can try and transfer into my actual planned out yeah. build. You could That's level not a bad thing. and yeah, so, so you'd be fine having a free respec and then, which would encourage, this is my leveling build. Right. And now I'm doing com something completely different from yeah, that. Which keep in mind, that's not really going to happen until you're talking like a second, third onward character. Like your first character wouldn't make sense to probably do that. That's true. Um, that's a good but, point. But you certainly could. I just... I, I, I don't actually understand the downside to one free respec when you finish Act 10, especially in a game that currently does a terrible job of explaining what the choices are that you're making. So anyway, that's how my week was. I think we're going to wrap this one up. I'm not so meaning Tyler to lose all my lungs. <laughs> I mean, to keep them alive for After Dark. Uh, and also, Notepad doesn't go further down. I've hit the, the max yeah okay <laughs> that's right yeah notepad has restrictions on yeah, its, it's length reached and its width. length uh-huh all right let's wrap this up forever exiled 226 i'm justin ak tags and i'm tyler wrecker of days if you want to join the pay the uh private league make sure you hop on our discord patrons will catch you in after dark don't forget to check out uh our discord regarding our upcoming conversations and uh what do we got patrons after dark next week everybody else is seeing 227 uh, if you're looking for more information, you'll find down below. We got a website foreverxl.com or on Twitter foreverxl82. We have a very fun Discord. Come in and say hi. Patrons, other ways support the podcast. Find them down below as well as the website. Sayonara. I couldn't think of anything. That Sayonara was great. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs>